0: Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Our guest today is Brent Eastwell. Brent's been involved with horses his entire life and has a broad picture of what it takes to create a horse. He's the stud principal at Willow Downs Performance Horses, where he breeds warm bloods, and he fulfills many roles within that position. He's the stud manager, the equine veterinarian. He's also the trainer, rider, and coach. So he does have a broad picture of what it takes to create a horse. How are you today, Brent?
1: I'm really well, Glynis. How are you?
0: Oh, really good, really good. I bet you're having some great weather up there.
1: Yes, uh, very, very dry at the moment. Is we're it? Looking forward to some rain, hopefully soon. Mm-hmm.
0: We're closer to the coast, so we're pretty lucky. We've always got things a bit green here. Oh, you're pretty yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. Brent, we're going to start off with your favourite quote. What is your favourite quote and how does that affect you?
1: Yeah, there's a fairly popular quote about life and careers, etc., etc. It goes, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yes. And I think that applies really, really well to... The horse industry and working with horses. And I'd love to say to young people um, that I meet that are sort of starting out with their horses and you see people seemingly sprint ahead of you. And I just want to grab them and say, just just relax, just slow down, don't panic. Uh, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. You'll catch up with them eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually there's, there's another saying, similar lines that goes, It takes 20 years to become an overnight success, (laughs) and I think we see that all the time uh, in the horse industry. I think we see people that, that just it just takes time before you get noticed.
0: Yes, yes. And the other thing is, too, that sometimes people, they leave school, they want to be in the horse industry, and they want to be there straight away. That's right. You know, they want to be where their mentor, their person that they are looking up to, and they just think, well, why can't I get there now? And you're right, it takes a long time.
1: That's exactly right, and it does take a long time.
0: Yeah, yep. Okay, Brent, you've been pretty persistent with your having a start, being a vet, riding, competing, um, doing lots of things within the horse industry, so you're really really living um, your favourite quote. But how did you first start with horses? I'd really like to see your first memories, the first time you remember or something that's influenced you earlier on in your career or earlier on in your life with horses.
1: Yeah, my parents started me with horses. Uh, They were breeding them when I was growing up, but they really didn't push me towards the horses. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to join in, then I was more than welcome. Uh, If I wanted to do something else, then that was okay as well. And, and in the end, uh, I couldn't escape the horse bug. I was, I was hooked on it. I secretly think nowadays that being in the horse industry themselves and knowing how hard it can be, they probably would have been perfectly happy if I stayed away. <laughs> but, um, but, but not to be, I'm afraid. But, uh, it, you know, it's a fine line. I think we really want young people to get involved with horses. But mm-hmm. I think it's important not to push kids against their will uh, so I think my parents did me a good service there in, in allowing me, exposing me to horses, but but allowing me to make my own decisions. Uh, but I, I do think it's really important. We need programs to introduce more young people to horses um, in a fun way, people that maybe wouldn't have had the exposure otherwise. Yep. I think programs like the Ready, Set, Trot program and, mm-hmm. and others go a long way towards that. But um, but I'd love to have more ways that we can introduce young people to horses.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Now, having the family and the horse background and them giving you the freedom to choose, what made you decide that you're going, was it just an instant thing or something that developed over time?
1: I don't actually think I ever really did decide per se. <laughs> I think in my life, I've just spent my life chasing the things that I'm passionate about and it just turns out that most of those things involved
0: horses. (laughs) All right then now if you were going to employ someone what sort of core skills and character traits would you want them to have to employ them?
1: You know, there are the obvious ones that everybody is is going to say. If you're going to work with horses, you need to be determined. You need to be hardworking. You need to be patient. Um, A lot of the most successful horse people I've met, they have a certain, uh, I call it grit. It's a determination and it's that hard work ethic. But really, I feel that the horse industry is so broad that just about anybody can contribute. You know, we need artistic people. So much of creating great harmony with horses is about creating great art. You know, we need Mm -hmm. athletes, competitors. We need inquisitive minds. We need innovative people so that the industry can continue to grow and evolve. Uh, We need academic minds. You know, we need vets to keep horses healthy. We need engineers to make sure we have good surfaces to work on, good places to keep horses. Uh, We need engaging, interesting, you know, likeable people to promote the industry to the world. So we need everyone, I think, Gwyneth. I think we really do need um, a broad range of skills. Everybody should contribute.
0: Yes, and you say a broad range of skills. You can really complement, you know, people have got current careers and current things that they do. They can still have horses within that. You know, you can have, like you're saying, engineers and academics and lots of people that can combine the horses and their current skills. To better the horse world,
1: absolutely, mm, mm. absolutely, and there's so much to um, producing a horse in so many different areas. That uh, yes, no, no two people are alike, and and certainly everyone's skills can contribute. I think.
0: Yep, yep. What do you think's the best thing about working in the horse industry?
1: About working with horses. Yep. It's it's that it's the working with horses for <laughs> me for sure. Yep. I just find horses amazing creatures you know imagine an animal that outweighs me 10 times allowing me to get on their back and carry me around do what I ask I just think it's incredible and I love I, I work mostly with young horses and I love watching young horses learn yep you know you start them under saddle you give them an aid a problem a question to solve and you watch their minds tick over and they try something and they go, is this what you want? Is this what you want? I I, I just think it's, horses are incredible.
0: Yep, yep. And you have them right from foals. So you've sort of got them progressing all the way through. Yeah. Do you start them off as foals and what's the earliest you handle them? Is it straight away?
1: Yeah, I'm more or less handling them straight away. Mm. Uh, they don't get anything particularly formal, mm-hmm. but just slowly over the course of of years, really, yep. um, they catch on pretty quickly as to uh, how to be around humans, how to respect humans, you know, how to respect my space, things like that. I I think that is important.
0: Yep. Yep. Now you've talked about your parents and how they had horses influenced you. I'm sure without pushing you. Is there anyone else that you think that's really influenced you and helped you both? Well, I suppose, you know, you sort of do a few things. You know, you're a rider, coach, and you've been a competitor. You're a vet, you know, stud manager. Who's influenced you? Who's helped you along the way and helped you in your career?
1: You're absolutely right to start with my parents there um, because, of course, without them I may not have even been exposed to the horse world. Um, And watching them grow up was a huge influence, of course. Uh, But I've had a number of great coaches over the years help me out. Uh, Sandra Pearson-Adams particularly, uh, she really stands out to me as someone who Really pointed my career in a particular direction, mm-hmm. and uh, she has an amazing eye for detail. She's she's a, a, a great she coach does. and a great mentor. Yep. Um, but you know, uh, Heath and Rosie Ryan really inspired me greatly. Um, you yeah, Brett Parbury has been very kind to me. So there have been a few people along the way just uh, give me a little bit of a hand and a little bit of a nudge in the right direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about. Horses then, what horses have you had that have influenced you?
1: Um, w- without a word of a lie, every single horse I've ever worked with influences me some, somehow, whether they, they teach me something or they point me in a, in a slightly different direction. Just when you think you know everything there is to know, along will come a new horse who teaches you something completely new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope that continues. I met a gentleman a little while ago um, on a veterinary consult and he told me that he knew everything there was worth knowing mm-hmm. and he was too old to learn anything more. And uh, And I sort of shrugged it off, but uh, with, with respect to him, I hope I don't end up like that because uh, I think that's not the way to be. I uh, think I'll always meet new horses and I'll always learn new things from them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be in that growth mindset, so Yes. Thinking about proud moments or moments that you can look back and go, wow, you know that was something to remember. You got any particular moment that comes to mind or is it all lots of memories?
1: (laughs) Again, this is probably going to sound a little bit weak, (laughs) but uh, to me, every time I have a horse that I've bred and I've started under saddle and I've trained and I put another rider on that horse and watch them work, that's the most awesome feeling in the world. Mm. Now, I have quite a few horses now that, that I started and now they're out competing with their new owners and it really is the most rewarding thing in the world. So that's, that's definitely my proudest moments.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's weak. I think there's a lot of other people that are listening that are saying that is an awesome feeling. That is great. That is wonderful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. All right, now thinking about the different roles that you hold, right? Because you hold a few different roles. What do you think's been your biggest challenge in achieving all those roles? You know, achieving, getting where, to where you are now because, you know, while it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, in the marathon, what's been your hardest parts?
1: Yeah, and it really goes back to that, doesn't it? The, there's a certain endurance uh, that you need to call on sometimes, just mm-hmm. to keep going. There'll yep. be lots of ups and downs along the way uh, in every career, but particularly with horses, there are a lot of ups and downs. And my different facets, I suppose you could say, I find they really complement each other. But in many ways too, I, I took the easy way out. You know, I went to university, I got a degree, I gave myself a plan B, which which I think is great. Uh, but the downside is there is this thought that when things get tough, it's easy to just take the plan B, and, and I kind of did that rather than, than push on, and I don't regret it. Uh, I would do it again because I like to play it safe, and I encourage uh, everyone, if I meet young people, to, to do the same thing, you know, get a degree, get a skill, do, do other things, see different parts of the world, but, uh, but certainly for me, I go to work every day as a vet so that my horses don't have to pay the mortgage, if you know what I mean, and, and that's, that's a little bit the easy way out. But it is challenging day to day, and I think you just have to search for those really inspiring moments, really fun moments, and hold on to those thoughts and those memories.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, now thinking about, you know, you go to work every day as a vet, and this is a bit more of a, I suppose it's a coach question, a vet question. Developing young horses, what's some of the things you see quite a lot? What's a common fault that you see, and how can it be fixed?
1: I truly believe that the most important thing to teach a horse is to teach them how to learn. And, and you're right, that I'm, I'm working mostly with young horses. And so I, I see this a fair bit. Uh, you know, don't spend all day drilling specific movements into your horse. It's no use. You know, you sure, you want to do shoulder in? you want to do travers, you want to do half-puff. That's easy stuff if you have a horse that you've taught how to listen, how to try for you, how to learn to do things. and. Don't punish them for making a mistake. Don't punish your horse for making a mistake because they'll just shut down and not try for you anymore. Mm -hmm. And those are the horses that are the hardest when I come along and meet them. They're the hardest to deal with, the horses that are so scared of making a mistake that they won't try for you anymore. It has to be like a game and they have to want to play the game. But if you can teach a horse from the very beginning how to learn I think the rest of it comes so easy
0: yeah yeah thinking just about to teach people that it's very easy to say about how you want people to do that but what's something they should look for what's something a bit more specific you know give us an instance of a horse doing something what should be done rather than what shouldn't be done
1: I think my um Probably most specific advice would be don't punish the horse. Mm-hmm. And if you're confused or if you're frustrated, let's say you're asking them to do something, they don't understand, they're getting frustrated, you're getting frustrated. There's that old adage, you know, have a cup of tea. What's the best training aid? A cup of tea. I think sometimes it really is, and it's really hard to do. It's really hard to give up and and walk away from a, a session where you haven't got what you're looking for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you have to learn to do that sometimes, and uh, and you're much better off for doing that.
0: Okay,
1: I really really try not to not to fight with my horses, not to argue with them, because I just don't think it gets you anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. Brent, have you got a book that you would like to recommend to people? You know, something that might have influenced you along the way.
1: <laughs> my my reading list is so long. It's it? ridiculous. <laughs> you know, there are so many good books, yep, so many yep. good books out there. And just like horses, you know, every book you read, uh, you learn something new. Or like every person you meet can teach you something new. Um, I really like the books by Gerd Heuschmann um i've spoken with gerd he's a lovely guy and um and i particularly like the diagrams in his book uh i think it's really important for us as riders to have an image of how a horse should look and Mm -hmm. and how it should move and how it should carry itself and and plus as a vet on that side i appreciate his take on on the biomechanics so um I highly recommend his books. You know, okay. his first one was was uh, Tug of War: Classical versus Modern Dressage. Really, it's a really easy read, and it's it's a really, uh, really lovely insight.
0: What do you think's the biggest thing that you got from that, that Tug of War book?
1: I think I got a huge um, philosophical boost, if that makes sense, yep. from reading the book. I got an impression that um, brought all of my facets together as a, as a rider, as a coach, as a vet, um, there's an artistic side to it as well. And, and it was, it's, it's a real philosophical, um, experience for me to bring all of those together. Mm -hmm. But as I say, on the practical side, just being able to, to ride a horse and picture in my mind how they should move. Uh, and it goes the same for, for judging horses or assessing horses. It's it's the same deal to have a picture in your mind yep. of how they should look, how they should work, how they should move, I think is really important. And, yeah, that was just uh, those couple of books of his were, um, were what did it for me.
0: Good, good. All right, Brent, what are you looking forward to now? You know, what's something that's coming up in the future? What have you got going?
1: Yeah, my future, um, we're really more of the same at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, The stud here is continuing to expand. Uh, the feedback on the horses has been very positive, which is wonderful. Yep. Uh, as a coach, I'd like to continue to learn um, and I'd like to progress up, up the coaching qualifications uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more. Uh, as a vet, I have my eye on a couple of postgraduate degrees. Again, you know, the goal is to learn more and, and to be better at what you do all of the time Uh, and uh, if if i have some spare time in all that i am preparing a horse for myself to compete on in dressage okay Um, so i I dip my toe in the water so to speak at a small competition a couple of months ago and uh, got some good feedback that was a lot of fun so yeah hopefully it's onward and upward
0: okay yeah because it's been a little while since you've competed
1: yeah, it has. It's, it's been about a decade since I've been now, okay. competing. So, sure. So sure. it'd be lovely to get back.
0: Okay, good. All right. What about your philosophy with horses? What's, uh, what's something? How can you sum that up?
1: I really want people to slow down and enjoy their horses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, I want people to be able to experience that bond between horses and humans that's It's almost impossible to describe, but I want new people to be inspired to join our industry for that reason, for that bond, for that enjoyment. And and I want that to inspire people to really focus on looking after the well-being of their horses. You know, stop seeing horses as consumable products and start seeing them as lifelong teammates. Yep. And I think you'll enjoy them a lot more.
0: Okay, I think that's a good message. Really good one. Brent, contact details. How can people contact you?
1: Yeah, people are welcome to contact me. My number is zero four three seven seven double two double four one or my email, info at willowdowns.com.au. I'm certainly happy to uh, to help wherever I can.
0: All right. And those contact details will be on our website, horsechats dot slash Brent Eastwell, or go to horsechats.com, com, search for Brent or search for Eastwell. Um Brent, we'd love to have you back. We'd love to have you back to talk a bit more about your philosophy, about having that lifelong partner and and getting into the horse industry for the right reasons. It would be really good. So um, hopefully we'll see you back here again soon. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, Glennis. It's been a pleasure.
0: Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe.